When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. and pageantry of college football lives here. This is the Paul Feinbaum Show, our one podcast. This might be college football. Good afternoon. Welcome in. Uh, We will keep going with so many things happening right now. We're at the middle of the week already. Man, it just seemed like it, it all started well. Thanks for being a part of the program. We have a lot to share with you. Let's not waste another minute. Brock Bowers is gone. Who didn't see this one coming? He's one of the best players in the country, and everyone expected him to announce. And today, that's exactly what he did. Who else is gone? Ooh, Matt House is gone. Matt House, the much maligned defensive coordinator for Brian Kelly. Change has been made. So Brian Kelly has lost both coordinators. And in year three, it's not exactly starting over, but it is rebooting. Why Alabama's last play versus Michigan was stuffed. They must have known it. That's the headline in The Athletic. And even uh, nearly two days later, it remains a major topic of conversation around college football. Connor Stallion was there. Did you see him? He was watching the Rose Bowl from the stands. Talk about uh, really not understanding the moment. Uh, he couldn't stay away, or maybe maybe Jim Harbaugh wanted him to be there. I have no earthly idea. Matt Hayes joins us in a couple of minutes. Kevin Clark, one of the most uh, analytical minds in the business. Nicole Arabak was in Pasadena. And former Michigan offensive coordinator Al Borges. Yes, he also worked for Tommy Tuberville at Auburn. And your phone calls at 855-242-7285. Well, this guy has been bugging me for months, and uh, it is his day, so we will let Dwayne have the first call here. Dwayne, your man is gone. listening to you. I mean, I, I don't really take so, that much pleasure in a man losing his job uh, like you, Dwayne. Hey, what do you mean? I'm that man. How that defense play, Paul Bamba? You tell me that, huh? You give me that. Hey, if that was Nick Saban, hey, hey that would have been Alabama defense court, and then that Alabama play like that. Nick Saban would have got rid of that man middle of the season. Now, tell me that. 
Huh? I'm right or wrong? Yeah, okay. You know that. You know Nick Saban don't play that in, in Tuscaloosa. And we ain't playing it in Baton Rouge. We want we wanted that defensive line coach out of Texas A&M. The, the big man. We wanted him. You know, Elijah Robinson. That's who we wanted. But he went to Syracuse. I don't know why he went up there to that cold country up there up north. He ain't going to recruit nothing up there. He ain't going to bring nothing up there in Syracuse land. He should have stayed down here down south. But we're going after that man in, in Michigan. Let all the world know, let all your viewers know that Michigan defensive coordinators will be in LSU this coming. Now, say that. Now, I'm gone. Bye. J.K. is up next. The much maligned J.K. who got uh, excoriated yesterday by a number of the Bama callers. Man, I didn't get excoriated. You just heard a lot of butthurt and disappointed Alabama fans that got shook by that dumb call by their so famous coach, Nick Saban, at the end of the game. All we heard was Michigan was too big and too slow, Bama was too fast, and they was going to beat up Michigan on both sides of the ball. Now, here we are today. You got program director that was on your show yesterday, old Mr. Pat Smith. I wonder why he's screening my calls and won't allow me on air on Jogs Radio. I have the oh, perfect no, no, solution. JK, what, what do you mean by that? You're actually saying you don't think – you're saying Pat Smith won't let you on his show? Hey, Paul, let me, let, me, let me explain it to you in layman's terms. Okay. I called yesterday while I was watching t- the TV, and they put me on hold. Okay, I'm waiting to go on – be on air. So I sat the phone down. I'm watching the TV. After 63 minutes later, I looked down at my phone and saw it was 63 minutes. I just hung up the phone. So when Alabama made it to the playoff, I was invited to the show on air by some of the on-air personalities. So why not invite me on air now that they're back in T-Town? It's not strange to me. They are, they've been accused of being homers all week by many callers, but they're doing the homer thing by not letting me on air, baby. This is going to go on to September. This is not a one-week thing for me. They did all that bragging before. Now bag it up now. Don't hide in the witness protection program from the Bama hater because I'm here. I'm out in public when they win, when they lose. When Miami win, when they lose. I call every single day or whenever I feel like it. I don't run from the smoke. I produce the smoke, baby. Don't get quiet on me, fine, boy. Well, I mean, but J.K., I don't. Uh, I did work there, and, and I, I really loved every minute of it. But I, I don't work at WJOX anymore, so I don't know what their mindset is. Maybe you violated some company policy. I don't know. Oh no, baby. I, hey, hey, Paul. When I call, I've never cursed. I've never clowned you on your show, even though I disagree with a lot of stuff that you say because you pro Bama when you want to be pro Bama. And and you know another thing, I'm on Twitter. And guess who pops up in my inbox? Some guy named Legend. Why is he Twitter, hey, sending me text messages and, and, and responses for what? It, they weren't asking for this smoke when they made the playoffs. What is he mad about now? Has he kissed a ring lately? Huh? Where's the Black Hat crew? I'm looking for every Alabama fan that called your show. I want all the smoke. Hookah, weed, chimney, cigarette. I want all of the smoke. Did did that come out clear to your fine bum? 
I heard you. Thanks, J.K. Uh, Brad is up next. Good afternoon, Brad. Hey, hey, Paul. <laughs> I got, I got to agree with J.K. a little bit. Well, I got, I got more to add. I, I, I just want to call and vent about that egregious travesty of justice of y'all putting Alabama, the committee putting Alabama in over Georgia. Uh, that's what. Remember, I told, I told you and Legend. I said. When Legend was celebrating, when that son, I don't know how they squeaked by Georgia, but they did. We had one, well, I mean, other than cheating with the refs, you know, it's bad calls. They got by us that way. But we had one little halfway bad game, and they stuck Alabama in there. And that's, I said, you're going to be the TCU of uh, the college playoff football this year, and look what happened. I mean, six sacks? Well, you, you know, I think so, they put, uh, well, hey, hold on a second, Brad. I, I think you're insulting TCU, and do you know why? Because TCU beat Michigan. Exactly, that's correct. They got out of the semifinals with Michigan. Anyway, uh, there is a there is a story out there today that McLaughlin, the uh, the center, much maligned center, is in the transfer portal. We'll see if we can confirm that. I appreciate the call very much. Dominic is in Jacksonville. As we continue. Paul, I hear all these Alabama haters like J.K. They they more surprised. They more talk about like an Iron Man. They talk about our team more than they talk about their own damn team. Auburn, Alabama is the cream of the standard of football. Georgia, y'all got three national championships. Woo de woo. Y'all come on here talking about us all the time. We got 18 titles. Saban got way more than y'all whole history. Y'all only got three. And y'all come over here and bashing us because y'all say y'all should have been the, the, the damn playoff. Beat us then. Simple, Georgia. All you did is have to beat us, but y'all didn't. But it's, it's funny when we lose, y'all come on here and holler about Alabama. We lost. Georgia fans, we beat y'all. How about that? We beat y'all. And that's the bottom line, Paul. You need to put J.K. Tell him about Miami Hurricane. Iron Man, talk about Auburn. Why y'all so happy about Alabama? We will be back. We own the era of the college football playoff, Paul. Do you agree? Thank you, Dominic. Heard that one before. We will take a short break. Uh, much to come on our program. We'll talk to Matt Hayes about a number of things right after this. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Is your schedule too packed to see a doctor about your erectile dysfunction? Well, with Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. They're changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and entirely online. Just answer a series of questions and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you free. No insurance needed. So what are you waiting for? Join the hundreds of thousands of trusted Hims subscribers and get treated. Start your free online visit today at hims.com/paul 
That's HIMS.com slash Paul for your personalized ED treatment options. HIMS.com slash Paul. Hard mints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies on product and subscription plan. We are back. Uh, we're going to start loading up the guests here, and we can't wait to uh, say hello to Matt Hayes, who uh, is based down in Florida. We'll get to the Gators in just a second, uh, but Matt, thanks for the time. Always great to see you. Also right for SDS. Uh, let's, let's start with the Alabama story. That's been the main theme here since uh, late afternoon, early evening on New Year's Day. Your reaction, Matt, to what happened to the Tide and what it all means? Uh Thanks for having me, Paul. Honestly, Paul, I, I really look at this. Remember all those first-round picks on the offensive line that Alabama had? All those elite guys? They've given up almost 150 sacks in the last three years with, three, with two quarterbacks that know how to escape, that know how to work off schedule. Imagine if they had a guy that didn't know how to run, didn't know how to run with the ball, didn't know how to work off schedule, how many more sacks they would have given up. That's kind of the – the thing that I think is is not getting looked at close enough. Off, the offensive line the last three years has just been way below par. And I think, you know, it's in the, the SEC, and then once you get to the playoff, is a line of scrimmage league. And when you, can't, when you can't protect your quarterback, especially if you're in a situation where you are throwing the ball, or even if you're trying to run the ball, which they were trying to do, you've got problems. As far as Nick Saban, uh, I mean, we, we treat him, we, we, we grade him on the most unrealistic curve, but that's, that's his fault. It's not ours because uh, right. he, he's been so great. And anything short of a championship almost feels like a failure. And I know that's not the case, but put his career into perspective at this moment moving forward. I mean, he's the greatest ever. Uh, I, I'm, I don't, I'm going to keep hearing people think he's going he's gonna to retire. Why? First off, what else does he do, Paul? You know him. He's a football coach. What's he going to get on his boat and clear the, shrub- the shrubbery like he does in the offseason? He's going to do that forever? He's not doing that. He's not doing a honey-do list for Miss Terry forever. He's a coach. He's going to coach until it's, he can't physically anymore. And I, I, He's in great shape. I would be shocked if he quit. I would have been shocked if had they won it this year if he decided it was time to retire because it's just not who he is. It's not in his DNA. I, I see him coaching, again, until at some point it becomes physically untenable for him to coach. Understanding all that, uh, but do you, do you think the playoff, the twelve team playoff, is good for him? Even though he's he's owned the the fourteen playoff, but it, it it's certainly easier to get in. But the unpredictability of it uh, intensifies. I agree, uh, and another thing too, Paul. That all that that I said doesn't mean he's not annoyed by where the state of, what the state of college football is right now, and that's. He's not alone in that either. It's not unique to him. Um, I think the playoff is good for everyone because, and I've been saying this all along, is you know, you're adding more layers to the playoff. You're adding more chances of a team getting out. You're adding more chances of a player, a critical player, getting hurt. Um, there's so many different things that can happen in, in, those, in those layers of football until you get to the championship game. So I think it's not going to be more difficult for Alabama to win it all, but it's going to be more difficult for Georgia. It's going to be more difficult for Ohio State. For, for Clemson, for all the teams that had dominated for so much, you know, in the first 10-year contract, to do it again because now you've got more levels to get to the championship game. Matt, I've heard a lot of people say well, Georgia should have been in, but uh, I didn't hear anybody say that for, 
three and a half weeks ago. They were all, they were all, they were all talking about Florida State uh, not getting in. Uh, put into perspective the crash and burn of that program, the ACC dilemma, and really what happens next for uh, really a great program over, over history, but, but one that, that now is being viewed through a very different prism. Yeah, and it's unfortunate too, Paul, because I, I honestly believe that with a healthy Jordan Travis, I think they could have beaten any of those four teams in the playoffs. I think they could beat Georgia too. doesn't mean they're going to, but I think they had the talent and the ability to win any of those games. Um, and now you look at them and you look at all the opt-outs and, and all the guys that are, that are going pro, this is the stark reality that Florida State is facing right now. Your team next year is the team that got whipped by Georgia. Now, you've got D.J. Uyunglele as your quarterback, and he was iffy in the AC the last time he was there. And they're going to have to completely rehaul through the portal. But that's what they have right now. And I think Florida State fans can be upset about what happened this year. But moving forward, I would be in a really nervous state looking at what happened against that Georgia team. Now, again, that's a great Georgia team. But still, there are a lot of holes right now at Florida State. What about the ACC situation? What are they trying to accomplish? Yeah, I, I mean, they're going to they're, they're gonna do everything they can to get out, Paul. I mean, they, they could find a way through a Florida law to get out. It's possible. Um, but then it comes down to what? We know who, who wants them at that point. Does the Big Ten want them? Does the SEC have to take them to block the Big Ten? Um, are they going to go to the Big 12 where they would make more, more, less money than the ACC than they would have they stayed at the ACC? So you would think, Paul, that if the idea is they're trying to get out of this thing, that they have some kind of agreement with one of these two, one of the two major conferences, that if you get out and if you're free and clear of, of legal issues, um, you know, then we'll take you. I just don't know which, which one it is. And, and if you're the SEC, and I know they like to go into new, new states and, you know, new geographic footprints, but at some point you might have to look at Florida State and say, do we have to do this to block the Big Ten from getting in the state of Florida? Now let's get to uh, the University of Florida. Billy Napier survived a lot of speculation on what is ahead. Uh, you, put a, you do a show down in Florida. Florida football is a big topic there. What are, what are you hearing what are you, and what are people saying? They're stressed, Paul. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting. I thought Billy was a great hire. I thought he was going to do really good things, and it just hasn't worked. It just, just hasn't worked. For whatever reason you want to say, it just hasn't worked. Um, and I think when you look at Michigan right now, Paul, you know, if, if you go on the 24-7 sports website, they have a composite, talent composite, okay? They take all of your, the, your recruiting classes, your current roster, and what the talent is, strictly by five-star, four-star, three-star, all the way down the road, right? Michigan is ranked number 14 in that talent, in that talent evaluation. Right there at 15 is Florida. Look at the difference between the two programs. If you're that close in talent, then it becomes develop. How are you developing players? And I think that's the issue. And, then, you know, Florida fans are scared about you got to give him time, you got to give him time. Look at the recruiting he's doing. And then the class fell from a top three to number 16 in the nation. Um, and, and then, you know, what about the transfer portal? What's going on with the transfer portal? So it's, it's odd, I think, right now. Florida fans are really right now struggling with the idea of, I'd like to give him another year. I'd like to be patient with Billy Napier. But the results aren't happening. Is there, I mean, we all know the schedule now, and who, who knows Brutal. what everyone will look like next year. But right now it looks like it's, it's impossible 
for Florida. Uh, is there a number in your mind as we, we put the schedule on the screen that includes Miami, A&M, at Mississippi State, UCF, and at Tennessee? That's only the first half of the year. And then you, you've got Georgia yeah. and Texas. Georgia, Texas, LSU, Ole Miss, and Florida State to end it. I don't, I don't see a win in any of those games. Yeah, I mean, again, you know, the stuff changes throughout the, throughout the offseason. We all know that. And during the season as well, teams get hot. They find themselves. Who knows what could happen? But if you're asking me from right now, that's going to be a difficult, a difficult lift, a difficult lift to get to even bowl eligibility. You know, and then, you, and then you're wondering then what happens. Because you're asking me, like, what do they need? Eight wins, I guess. And, and I'm sitting here thinking, we're at the point right now where if you're at the University of Florida and you're saying all I want is eight wins and I'm going to be good with my football coach. That's how far it's, it's fallen, Paul. And that's not just all on Billy Napier. It's on the, the, what happened with Dan Mullen to the end the last tenure as well. It's, it's, uh, and, and frankly, with Jim McElwain and Will Muschamp and every, everything since, since Urban Meyer, they're now hoping for eight wins and then they'll feel good about eight wins, which is crazy. Which is uh, less than what got Dan Mullen fired. Matt Hayes, thank you very much. Matt Hayes from uh, Saturday Down South. He hosts a show up in uh, Jacksonville. We'll, we'll take a short break. We have a lot to do on this Wednesday afternoon. We'll get right back to your phone calls after this. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Nick Kelly, uh, breaking the story in the Tuscaloosa News, Seth McLaughlin is uh, going to enter the portal. He's the Alabama center that I'm told is a really good blocker. But he's the center. There's one more component that that uh, that job encompasses. Let's uh, check in with the Bash Brothers in Boulder. My Bash brother Paul, how you doing today? Hey there, Bash. I just want to say, um, yet yesterday I was very nervous coming on the show and giving my instant reaction to the Rose Bowl game. And then I heard you after my call say it was a very compelling and interesting take. And I just want to say, Paul, thank you for saying that. Uh, also, yesterday I watched the Matt Berry show, and I heard him say that you had to catch a red eye in order to make that show possible. So, again, Paul, thank you for doing that. And this morning I saw you up on Get Up, and might I say, Paul, you were very excellent and poised during that conversation. And I don't want to be bashful by giving that compliment but 
A big reason for that is because I prepared you for that topic when two months ago I was the first person on the show to ask you, Paul, when Josh McDaniels was fired from the Raiders, what would be the possibility of Jim Harbaugh joining the Raiders as their new head coach? And you laughed and said, yeah, them and their owner certainly have a lot of similar interests. And then last month when the Chargers fired their coach, I came on the show and I asked you, Paul, would it be likely that Jim Harbaugh or Bill Belichick be their head coach? And you didn't know it at the time, the answer there, but now that we're at this point in the season, I think everything is lining up the way I laid it out. Jim Harbaugh is going to be the Las Vegas Raiders' new head coach. He's going to draft J.J. McCarthy as their new quarterback, and Bill Belichick will then become the Chargers' head coach. What do you think about that, Paul? Well, well done. Thank you very much, Bash. You uh, take care of yourself. Mark is in Virginia. Good afternoon, Mark. Hey, Paul. How you doing, sir? Doing great. Uh, I uh, want to say that as a Michigan fan, I love screaming at the radio uh, when you're on it every time. I wanted to ask, I read a couple of articles. Uh, you were discussing Michigan's uh, dominance on the lines. Specifically, what do you think about their offensive line and it's being reshuffled? And then do you believe, I, I think the, the, the defense obviously has been great, do you think that secondary can uh, hold up against this uh, Washington team? I think that's going to be a challenge for them, but, but, uh, but I think uh, they, they, they have confidence going in. And I, the offensive line surprised me a little bit because uh, is it Zinder that got the guard uh, that got knocked out in the Ohio State game? Uh, I thought that was a, a devastating injury to them, but they seemed like they made up for it against Alabama. Did, did, you, did you see their – did you see – I mean, in the first – First half, obviously, they kind of pushed, bullied Alabama a bit. In the second half, uh, not so much. Of course, the overtime didn't take the two plays. Uh, do you think that that secondary can can hang uh, with this yeah, tremendous? Yeah, I mean, obviously, it's a different defense. dynamic because Washington is explosive, uh, and Alabama, quite frankly, was not explosive uh, in this game. But I, 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 I think that I really do believe that Michigan's going to win. Um, I think Penix is fa- is outstanding, and I, and I know their line is great, but I don't think that line has seen anything uh, of the uh, of the sort that they're about to see against Michigan. So I think they're in line. They're in line. I look, I look, uh, is the game. I look forward to yelling at you later. Then right on. Thank you very much. You be well. You take care of yourself. Beauregard is up next. Beauregard, you there? Oh, I got a problem with you. Last month, it was all – you said you said on ESPN that Michigan – you wouldn't acknowledge Michigan national title. You just picked Michigan to win the national title just now. You have no consequences. You, you, you go out here, you, you open the show with Connor Stanley and jokes, and now you're saying you think Michigan's going to win the whole thing? Well, Beauregard, I'm not sure – I don't know if I missed the, 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 uh, the new amendment to the Constitution that precluded me from making a prediction on Monday night. Well, I just would like it if I could hear some consistency out of you. You, you, you have to make fun, make fun of Michigan all year, and then when they finally go and do it, you now you flip sides, no consequences to anything. I mean, some of us have well, Borger, let, me, uh, let me ask you this. Um, I, and by the way, I, I addressed all this yesterday morning, but I'm, I'm sure you were still uh, on the bus going back home from the Rose Bowl. But uh, what, what type of consequences do you think I should suffer? Do you uh, – Corporal punishment, uh, death penalty, uh, 
Supermax, uh, the rest of I'm my life. I'm making an apology. I'm sleeping. What, I'm sleeping on the couch all night. I mean, with the money I lost, thanks to all the great advice here on ESPN, yeah. oh, take, take Ohio State. You know, they can't, Michigan won't beat them without Connor Stallions. That's what happened the last two years. Well, take uh, Alabama. Yeah, regard, the, I don't, listen, first of all, you don't know what you're talking about because I picked Michigan to win the game. So don't, don't blame me for your stupidity. I mean, Paul, I, I, I'm not like you, Paul. I mean, I might get divorced now. I mean, how can my own sister do this to me? She might divorce me. Well, your sister should have never married you, Beauregard. Trey is up next. Good afternoon. Paul, 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 Happy New Year to you, my friend. One, one thing about those Michigan fans, Trey, <laughs> they are not funny. Well, uh, well, you know, Paul, I want to tell them congratulations because they were the better team, but you know, I want to address J.K. first, and I have two serious questions for you. You know, during the year, J.K. said Alabama would lose to Ole Miss. He said he'd lose to LSU. He said they uh, are Tennessee. He said they wouldn't be able to score over 40 points against LSU. He's been wrong all year about Alabama. Then they, when they get – he said they wouldn't make the playoffs. He said the SEC wouldn't be in the playoffs. And then Alabama makes the playoffs, and he's been the MIA – since around December 3rd until after the playoffs. And, 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 Trey, how about what he said about not being allowed on jocks? I didn't realize, uh, and, and I'm, I'm, I used to work there, so I knew the personnel, but I, did, I, did you see the story in the local media when, when, when uh, J.K. has replaced Ryan Haney as the station's program director? I, I have, well, you know, the, the, the thing about it is I, I don't mind him calling in and talking trash like he does. I kind of like it. But when you're wrong, don't quit the show for 30 days. And you didn't even make a prediction after the Final Four were announced. And, and, and then you don't call the show, and then when they lose, they call the show. That, that's what I don't like. I mean, call the show and, and just talk about what you usually talk about. But, but he got shut down for 30 days by little Nicky. That's my point. Now, now Paul, I, got, I want to talk about Tommy Reese in the last play real quick. Uh, I think Tommy Reese, to me, is getting more criticism than they deserve. And, and I waited to call because I've been a coach for 40 years. I've coached football for two years, the past two years. And, you know, Paul, when, when you can't center the ball and you're facing third and 15 and stuff like that, you, you have to change your off- what you planned on doing offensively. And that offense kept putting them in a hole where, where they couldn't do the things that they originally wanted to do. And I think that comes to the offensive line in the center, and I think that really put them behind the ball. Now, I don't think he called a great game, but I think the playing blame has gone too much on Tommy Reese and not uh, hey, but, enough credit. Hey, to- let me, let me, uh, here, here's, what, here's the reason I think that's true. Uh, who's the one that, that mentioned Tommy Reese in the post-game press conference? He didn't say, I made the call because I'm the head coach making $12 million a year. He said, Tommy made the call. You, you remember, well, who, that's what that? I was you gonna, remember who said that? Y- yes, sir, I do. And that was my next, that's what I was fixing to bring up. And I'm going to say this, the last call uh, of the football game, there's no way you can make me believe that after two timeouts that Nick Saban didn't have an input on that last call. And, and I think that blank, and I love Nick Saban. Well, we all but, do. You know, and I just, I just think uh, Saban is more responsible for that than Tommy Reese. That wasn't just Tommy Reese. And, 
Saban is ultimately the head coach, and that should be his responsibility. I I just think. Let me go back 45 years, 55 years you were around. Did you ever hear Paul Bryant blame a loss, which were few and far between, on Mal Moore or Ken Donahue? No, sir, I don't. I didn't. But I think we're in this day and time, we're in a different situation. Well, I agree we're in a different situation, but the great coaches, and I think Saban is the greatest, usually say, we made the wrong call. I agree. And that's my point about everybody blaming Tommy Reese on that last call. That is a decision made by the head coach and that football team, not oh, just Tommy Reese. Trey, thank you and, for I mean, there is no chance that the head football coach on the biggest play of the biggest game wasn't part of it, uh, especially when he's a hands-on coach. I don't, I don't think he micromanages the offense. I know he does the defense, but uh, I, I blame Nick Saban because he's the one who, who, who talked about Tommy in the postgame. He, he probably should have never mentioned his name, uh, and I, I know Bryant wouldn't have. I, I, I know a lot of great coaches wouldn't have. We'll take a short break. We are coming right back. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. And welcome back. Well, let's uh, talk to David up next. Good afternoon, David. Hey, Paul. Happy New Year. How you Happy doing, Year, my man? Good, good. How you up? I was hoping to call yesterday, but we mom's funeral was yesterday, so we got that over and done with. But I wanted to call today and uh, just say thanks to all the callers for their prayers and condolences. You, thank you for your prayers and condolences, but I wanted to speak about the playoff if I could. Sure. Uh, I think this year, as bad as we were thinking that they got it wrong, if you look at the two scores from those semifinal games, committee got it right and i don't know who's going to win the national championship but i know that uh 
a bunch of folks across the United States are glad it's not going to be an SEC team. But we're uh, college footballers. We know it's over with, and we're going to 12 teams next year, and we'll just have to see what happens. Paul, I hope 24 is the best year you've ever had. I appreciate you. I love you, and I'm looking forward to talking to you throughout the year, brother. Well, hey, thank you. Thanks again, and we are certainly uh, thinking of you and, and your family. You be well, David. Uh, take care of yourself. And uh, Expired is up next. Uh, hello, Expired. Hey, Paul. Happy New Year's, young Happy man. Year. Hey, uh, just want to say, tell David uh, we're praying for him continually and and after his loss. Uh, but let's get on. To, let's get on with it, Paul. Uh, I, I never agree with many Georgia callers because they're delusional worse than Alabama fans and worse than probably me. Uh, but I, I, Alabama's got some problems. Uh, Nick Saban's the greatest ever, uh, but they have a few guys already going to the portal. Uh, they just lost their number two recruiter in the nation to A&M as the wide receivers coach. And, and, and you know what, you know, it, it's hard to, to say recruiting's as big as it used to be, uh, but getting those good young kids, and if you can keep them on, on you know, keep them staying, uh, it's huge. That was a huge win for A&M and Mike Elko's staff. And, and of course, all these clowns are going to call in later and say, you know, I, I think his name is Wiggins. Coach Wiggins didn't develop this guy and didn't develop this guy. I mean, the guy put numerous guys in the league, uh, and it's a big win for A&M. And, 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 and right now, Paul, we're just looking for small victories in College Station. Uh, but, we, you know, I just want to say you never know what can happen from year to year now with the portal. And uh, you can be really good and really bad real quickly. I've been trying to tell that to my, some of my Texas friends, a few I can actually talk to without them pissing me off. But, anyways, all I'm telling you, Paul, is uh, everybody in the SEC, just glad you're not, just glad you're not Florida. I couldn't imagine playing that schedule. Even a great team playing with playing that schedule next year would probably lose two games. So, anyways, Paul, happy New Year. I uh, love your show. And uh, Alabama, it's going to crumble, baby. Sooner or later, it's going to crumble. Have a great day. Koa is up next in Honolulu. Uh, good afternoon. Uh, hi, Paul. Thank you for taking my call. Thank you. Uh, condolences for uh, David's mother. Aloha no. Uh, you know, we're over here in the middle of the Pacific. We're all thinking, well, you know, the tide's gonna, going to get so rabid. Wolverine team. You know, it's why you play the game, Paul Feinbaum. Okay, there's no pedigree, as you've tried to infer over the last few days. Okay, especially with the SEC. You, you, and that you're taking in Texas to the SEC they having lost to essentially a relic or final form of the pack is an indication. I don't know how Bama goes from that final minute miracle stretch against Georgia and this, then decide on a play uh, uh, more predictable than the dirt of Star Wars 1 through 3. But God bless you, Paul Feinbaum, for taking my call. Holy makahiki ho. Happy New Year in 2024. I hope your company, known as the SEC, does better. And go Warriors. Go Hawaii Warriors. Go Koa Anue Anue. Thanks, Koa. Did, did I miss something? 
Did the SEC just crumble uh, yesterday and fall off the face of the earth? Come on, man. Ken is up next in Irondale, Alabama, right outside of Birmingham. Ken. Yeah, I was I was beginning to think I had gotten into Paul Feinbaum's doghouse. I've been on hold for a long time, but that's okay. It's it's worth the wait. Um, I wanted to talk about the the, the shotgun uh, formation and the, the, sometimes the really dumb ways to use it. I think Nick Saban was speaking in literal terms when he said they shot themselves in the foot. I think they blew their foot off with the shotgun because right. there, there are times to use it and there are times when you shouldn't use it. I don't know why in the world with uh, first and goal, uh, they didn't just bring in a defensive player as an extra blocker and so that Jalen Milrow or uh, one of the Alabama running backs, I, 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 they didn't use Roydale Williams uh, no. throughout the game as nearly as much as they have in the other in, in, in during the rest of the season. And I don't know why that was. Uh, it seemed like uh, Roydale was just kind of brought in as kind of an afterthought, and he's done a lot of good running for Alabama. And why in the world they they didn't just go into the I formation or uh, split backfield so that. Uh, Milrow could fake to one and pitch to the other one. It was just, it was, it was almost as if they wanted to lose. Uh, I don't know. It's, they took the shotgun and basically committed suicide with it. Pig, pigskin suicide at the risk of sounding dramatic. Um, it was just weird. It was just crazy the way, the way Alabama just uh, kind of literally threw that game away. Well, that's exactly what they did, uh, Ken. And uh, I think that's what makes this, so frustrating to people like you who've watched a lot of Alabama football. Be well, Cam. We'll talk soon. We head to the break. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.